Welcome into Audio Bistro episode nine. We got James and Reese from Highline uh, band. I think you guys are out of Sydney, right? Sydney, Australia. Local to Sydney, Australia. So Audio Bistro is officially gone international Ooh. in our first ten episodes. Rock on, baby! Let's go. Um, and you guys were actually just saying this is your first what podcast with yep. someone not Highline's gone international in too simultaneously going in our first happened. three years we're simultaneously <laughs> together we just simultaneously popped each other's international cherry it felt great. It. That. Well, that felt fucking great you're right <laughs> um, so uh, some background Highline uh, you guys your music is you know indie group um, you know I I'm obviously more familiar with the indie scene in America and. What not? I know Indy from one of my past episodes is apparently quite famous in like South America as well. Mm. Um, but I guess just through your scene, your Instagram, your page, and then listening to you on Spotify a little bit, some other groups came up. Was like apparently Indy scene is pretty cool in Australia too. Yeah, it's um, um it's kicking, sizable. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to gauge compared to other places. Um, but it's it's pretty. Right, yeah, driving the sort of the small country, I'd say. It's a bit of. I uh, imagine you guys know you obviously have a some kind of international listening. I mean, I'm in America. I found your music. I mean, have you have you noticed you have quite a bit of listeners from at least you know the United States? Yeah, I think US is probably the biggest outside of Australia. Um, a lot of it all comes from Spotify playlists, I think, um, mm. which helps heaps. Some play on college radio, maybe I think, but. I can't recall sort of off the top of my head perfectly. Well, it's probably like, probably like the main way, you know, you, you're getting played out of Australia. Yeah, I mean, hey, when, when this episode is live, I mean, assuming people are listening to this, it's obviously live at this point. Um, it, there, your music will be on my my uh, the Audio Bistro playlist, um, our indie casserole playlist. It, it's casserole because it's just a, a, a mess of fucking indie <laughs> everything thrown on in there. It's... The one casserole everyone's bound to love, I can promise you that. So um, I would highly encourage everyone to check out a couple Highline songs on uh, Indie Casserole Volume 1. It's great. It's why they're here. I love their sound. But I do have some beef with the group, and I'm not sure it's with one of you two. Okay. Um, but I did notice, I think it's, who, who do you mention is in the States right now? Kind of Sam? Around? When you, there's, so there's, yeah, so there's two other people in Highline. Um, you, uh, Reese, you're on guitar, Yeah. you said? Yeah. And then James, are you on? Did you say you're on vocals? Bass. Bass. Although he has a wonderful. Although I I have a part time, part time backing vocalist. Part time voice. Yeah. Part time voice. Part time voice. Um, and also I should before I I get into my beef here, I I I should mention why I'm wearing a tie, um, because I don't wear ties, not on this show, uh, but anyone if you get on Highline's page, these guys got some style. They got like that modern. You know, old school, just clean shop at a um, a thrift store kind mm. of kind of vibe on a lot of your pictures, and I I love that. You know, I I love that look. And then you guys got just like you're repping ties all the time. And I think James, you've got some, you got you got the the pullover, yeah. or the, uh, the buckle, yeah. and you got the tie on. Yeah. Like you guys are just repping the swag. So I wanted to show my appreciation and bring out my ugliest tie that I have um, as a, uh, for you guys. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Um, that's that. I'm going to clear that out of the way now. Yeah, I think and into my beef. Okay. Yeah. No, straight into the beef. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, let's, I was going to say, it. basically, I think Michael Scott from the office, um, influenced our style for about three months and we were just trying to be, is that it? Oh, him and Dwight, we were just trying to be as dorky as mm. possible. 
I'm an English office guy, more of Ricky Gervais. Okay. So it's similar. It seems, I feel similar. like wow. it seems less yeah. cool that way, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but this is, I mean, I mean, no, it's totally fine. Obviously, the, the great office United States version came from the, the British version and English version, but that is awesome that, that you pulled I Love The Office. I actually just talked about The Office in my last episode with, with this artist, Koi. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned um, uh, the Koi Pond episode. Uh, where oh, Jim yeah, lets yeah. Michael fall into the koi pond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that's I think that's awesome that your inspiration is from those guys. Um, so into my beef here mm. is is um, I th- so it's your friend. Which one? I say it again. That's in. Is it Sam? That's in Chicago. Yeah. So Sam's in Chicago. So it must have been him. I saw in a picture he's wearing a Chicago Cubs shirt, and I was like, "What the fuck's that about?" So I'm from Wisconsin, out, out in the states, so right above Illinois. Mm. And so that was like my instant beef with the band is that that had I had to see that and I was I threw up, and I recovered. And I was like I guess I'll still have him on, but um, he's from is, he's from what's Chicago. His in Chicago. Well, yeah. I mean, he grew up in Chicago for a period of time because his parents were working there, but he's Australian. His okay. parents are Australian. Okay, um, but he moved here. Well, I don't want to speak too much for him, but maybe year five or six, year five when he was like twelve years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He actually wore that shirt to a Yankees game as well when he was in New York, which bit bit weird. But <laughs> he's a Cubs fan. Yeah, he's a, he's a Cubs mm. fan. I don't have much how many good things to say about that. Other than his music, his participation in the music is fantastic. <laughs> but it um, ends there. That's it. <laughs> but it ends there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm sure Sam is, is a lovely individual. Um, but I want to learn more about you know Australia. I've never been there. I would love to be there. Um, you know, I was obviously thinking about, you know, some of the craziest shit you can, you know, recall in terms of like, obviously every different place has their own slang and mm-hmm. shit they'll call people. But as like, I'm kind of curious as like, what do you think in Australia is like some of the craziest slang that some from America, there's no chance we would pick up on if we heard it and like have any comprehension of what the hell that means. Funny one would be the difference in the meaning of the word root, which in the US root, would root for a team. Yeah. <sighs> Root is slang for sex, which is quite funny when I'll hear someone like, yeah, I root for this team. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you want to have sex with the team? Yeah. Basically. That's kind of Interesting. I, I guess, when, yeah, obviously when I hear the word root, the last thing my brain's going towards is, is sex. So I would like to know the origins on that. The, I could not tell you the have origin. Urban dictionary. Yeah, I think no, that's I, the case. The most that was just remains very unknown. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Here's here's let me let me throw one past you guys then, and let me let me hear what you think. If I if I said, I'll give you no context. I was being an asshole first. No no context. I just said Jonesin. What would you mean? What would you think it means if someone says I'm Jonesin? I mean, my head basically all Aussie slang reverts back to drinking. So let's just say it's drinking. Yeah, that's actually. I mean. Technically, not far off. Mm. So, like the term like Jones and apparently is like I'm craving something, and it like make it makes no sense. Like, why did the name Jones come into it? And but like I have had a lot of buddies who like started saying like I'm Jones and I'm Jones and for like a beer. Like, so it could mean like you know I'm drinking in a mm. sense. But but like uh, yeah. So I was curious if you guys would pick up on that. But I root. That's that's yeah. Yeah, that one's bizarre. It's definitely it's definitely <laughs> yeah. one. If you said that, then you might get a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, on the topic of bizarre, 
I think I'd be doing a disservice to this podcast, just uh, being you guys be my first group again, international. You're in Australia um, and the bugs. I'm sure any foreigner like myself talks about the fucking alien sized bugs that you guys have down there. Um, you know, what's the largest thing you guys have encountered bug wise? Um, in the city, you don't get, I mean, like you get mosquitoes like crazy in summer. Um, in the city, it's not too bad. It's some pretty big huntsman spiders. Which are kind of annoying, but harmless. Um, Somebody the fuckers this big. Yeah, you can sometimes. If you go like in the country, yeah, you would get a bit more sort of crazy sort of stuff in the bush. I've seen crickets that like the body of the cricket is as big as a fist, and then on top of you that, you got you the wings. Yeah. It's just, it's well, you know what? That's not a, that's not a cricket. That's that is a, something from a foreign land. Yeah, like that. it's, it's a big moth cricket. as well. Huge <laughs> fucking moth sometimes. But not necessarily in, in the urban area, but like if you go out camping or something, bush. You yeah. Are, yeah, I think it's the one place I could not camp, and like I, I feel like I'd wake up at what's the movie of. Uh, it was like Will Ferrell. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that. It's like the Land of the Lost or something, and he just wakes <laughs> yeah. up with this. M- you know what I'm talking about? There's a yeah. massive bug just sucked on him. He just was this big. I feel like that's what would happen to me if I went camping in Australia. Yeah. It's like, not a fucking thing. I'll never enter that scene. Ever. But that's where my head goes. The crazy ass bugs. I had to ask. I feel like everyone asked a basic, you know, we got to know. Um, because we certainly don't see that. We have spiders big enough to still kill with your shoe. Um, I feel like that's not, not the same story. Um, but to get into Highline a little bit, you know, you know, right off the bat, the name Highline, it's kind of cool, but um, I, I kind of like asking artists, like, if it wasn't this, what, what what would it have been? So if it wasn't Highline, I guess, what were the other origin names for the band? Well, it all initially started, we were called The Chubbers, because... The Chubbers? I don't know, you said you have seen Sam on mm. Instagram and, and James as well. They're all both packing an Large extra mile. couple kilograms. Um, but... It's called love. Yeah, a bit extra love mm. to grab onto. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh got it. look seriously we we yeah, landed yeah. on highline it's sort of arbitrary to be honest i think it's just someone just spat the word out like, hmm, yeah sure we were running on junior at the time <laughs> that was our name was junior and we were like oh this kind of sucks yeah. and then we actually went for like a week strictly dreaming which ended up being the title of first ep um but then we settled on highline dreaming and then we we're just like oh yeah okay highline <laughs> and it sounds bad but we only retrospectively found out that that was a place in New York, in yeah, New York, <laughs> or at least I only found out real- after. No, I also I mean, I mean, it's not even that bad because, quite honestly, I found out that y'all call y'all also call it the East Coast out there. Um, you know, yeah. kind of where you know we'll talk about your tour coming up, but I saw it on your page, like the East Coast tour. I was like, mm, no, nope. the East Coast <laughs> is you know New York, Boston, mm. Carolina. That's that's the East Coast. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but you know. But so I learned that today. Um, everyone's you know, got an East Coast. Yeah. Well, unless you unless apparently you everyone's got an East Coast, and they all talk, everyone calls it the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, East Coast. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No. No idea what's going on. Um. But I guess w- let's you know what got the boys together. When did you guys kind of decide like, yep, this is this is the group, this is the squad. Did it did it start out you know a smaller group and grew into it or? You guys kind of go back a long way together. Yeah, we all we all went to school together, and the, the James and I go the furthest back. Um, we were in a whole range of bands. One called Max Friends that was going well, um, <laughs> but it was just a bunch of sixteen-year-olds who were like, "Holy shit! It sounds good when more than one person 
plays with you, mm. you know, and we were playing some very basic stuff. And then Highline in its original form was kind of a cover band just to, you know, release a bit of angst, <laughs> More or less. I guess. Yeah, it was um, mostly covers at the start with some of Sam's tunes that were on the first EP. Um, and then it, 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 about three years ago, it fully um, came together as like a, holy shit, we're actually not bad at writing here. And so, yeah, now we just write together. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, was mates with this one in school. Reese and I were okay. mates, but I guess others. I had always played, I was friends with Sam, but I was played also with Jim in a lot of different school bands and stuff like that, like actual, you know, like percussion ensemble and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I mean, it works. Yeah. That's how lovely. Um, I was, is there a bad singer in the group? Oh, Every, there's three bad singers three in the group. Singers. Um, <laughs> four, uh, five, four, four if you count Nick when he plays with us. Well, five if Sam's had a big night oh, the yeah. night before. Five if we're rehearsing on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have you guys ever had to fill in on a show like the? It's, it's all sounds like Sam's leading the vocals. If Sam's just, just too fucked, can't get on the vocals. Then you have to cover. We've never gotten that bad. We've definitely had to like. All right, someone's gonna have to like get their shit together and sing backing vocals to sort of. Well, mainly we just turn the guitars up. Yeah. Turn the guitars up. Jim hits <laughs> a bit strategy. He's a bit harder mm. and Sam just gets drowned out. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, we I, just I'll, decide I, when we want to do that. Yeah. I would love for you guys to then just uh, if you guys if you think you could do it right now, I'd love for you guys to rip the, the uh rip the chorus for Chasing Heaven if you think you could do it. You think oh, you could do it? Fuck. I, oh, I don't think I could. I don't think James, I could. you could. Chasing Heaven. Well, well, what's the harmony? I've seen the harmony, that's the thing. You should know it is your song. That's what I was saying. Yeah. But I can't remember. Yeah, and I kind of have to pitch off Sam to do it well. That's the outro. That's the well, we never sing. I think well, that's right. evidence that we can't sing. Right there. <laughs> well, we're not confident. <laughs> Everyone's got their lead guy. I, I, I love hearing what the not lead guys got for, for pipes, if anything at all, because... In indie bands, especially, everyone kind of pitches in. You get the like ambiance of the, the additional vocals coming in the side, but uh, most of them are meant to stay as the ambiance on the Ray's side. He's a good singer. He's a little bit shy, though. We, shy we do try and on, sing Ray, on record. Bust up the pipes. We, we know they're <laughs> Seriously, they're not there. But we do try and sing on records. And as I think that's what you mean with the ambiance. Like, we just, it sounds so bad. So we just drown it in reverb and chuck it way back in the mix um yeah out of necessity love drowning and reverb yeah exactly because when it's when it's at the front <laughs> sometimes god it hurts yeah but that, that's, that's fine we've we have we have agreed with sam if he decides to actually learn how to play guitar we'll we'll learn <laughs> we'll learn how to sing, we'll how to sing. <laughs> so we'll buy each other lessons yeah, but it's sort of like See, this mutually assured destruction. Sam won't learn how to play guitar properly, and then evidently we won't learn how to sing properly. Yeah. So it's a win-win for everybody. I think it's a win-win for you guys. It's a mm. win-win for clearly for the audience. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I think we should just keep it how it is. Yeah, I, Reese, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to hear uh, something soon eventually. We'll get that. Maybe a solo maybe a project. maybe a solo solo track. Um, James, did you say so? My personal favorite song is "Chasing Heaven." That's why mm. I wanted to. Here you guys bust it out. Is you said that's it sounds like that's a song you wrote then? Uh well, yeah, it was racing. Yeah. I just meant it's your song in terms of it's our song. I'll gift it to 
James. But now Sam had the um, chords and basic melody, and then him and I flesh it out uh, okay. most of it. Um, yeah. Where the inspiration from that one come? You know, what was I don't know. Obviously, some kind of got a, some kind of backstory. Yeah, something yeah. comes from somewhere. Is it just words ended up on paper? Or is there something to it? Um, no, there was something to it. I was sort of it, just like this idea of. I was just watching mates do it, and it, this seems particularly negative view on it, but it wasn't. It wasn't dangerous or anything, but it was just these people like chasing these highs, like just wrecking their own body with mm. drinking drugs and then just watching them the Tell next day just feel so you know just not there and just watching this like in the one sense like chasing these highs and i imagine having a great time while they're doing it but then also just sort of quite morbidly chasing the um your deathbed just because they were just putting <laughs> stuff just into them that i was like whoa so, yeah, but it, it it is about, you know, sort of leaning on vices and taking substances that in the one way make you feel good, but in the other way can't be making you feel good. Um, yeah, you start, start tiptoeing into some dangerous land when you're using those vices to kind of uh, uh, drown out the bullshit, drown out other things. I, I get like, you know, you're... You got you got to like do something. You got a stressful day, a huge day, and you just kind of need to like kick back a little bit. Like that's different, but you know there comes a point where you can use it to, to drown. Like I said, drown everything out, and it's just unhealthy in that sense. Otherwise, yeah. recreational. Hey. Yeah, and to be honest, we were definitely. I was definitely amplifying what I was seeing. I'm not seeing my <laughs> friends in this sort of way, but it, just drawing on that idea really um, interested me at the time. Well, no, no, I I appreciate the backstory. Dude. I love I love a good backstory. When you kind of know the backstory and listen to the song again, then I think it just makes the song better, and you kind of know where the artists are coming from, in that sense. Um, so speaking where you're coming from, big reason why I wanted y'all to come on when when we're having you on is because y'all got some big things coming up. We got the third a the third EP. Sorry, I think I just tapped into like an Australian accent there for like a <laughs> quick second, and I tapped <laughs> out of it. <laughs> I mean, I got a really thick uh, Northwestern accent, so like in Wisconsin, and it's more so like just think of Canada shit. Uh, like our oh, like you don't even think about it, your oh, start going like, oh yeah or oh yeah, or this is some <laughs> gross shit. Like, like I got, I, you guys got you burn, born with a, a cool accent. You know, chicks probably <sighs> dig your accent, especially American chick. I'm sure you can get some pretty rough Australian accents though, depending on. I mean, we don't have some as much geographic probably variation as the u.s does but definitely like a queensland accent it, it's mm. sort of thicker than maybe something from melbourne or sydney can you guys tap into a really thick accent for me just like give mm. me a good sentence with a really <gasps> thick australian accent thick origin yeah. queenslander <laughs> yeah something like that really like kind of nasally trebly kind of oh, okay it's just like a character who like somehow ended up on peaky blinders for some reason <laughs> Yeah, different areas, but again, just some thick accent. Not too yeah, dissimilar to... from like a southern accent in the sense that it's like quite thick and recognizable, and like you know, a bit nasally at times. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. My it, I, like people from Wisconsin are just like you know the Midwest. When you start drinking a little bit and you just start forgetting that you have an accent, it starts really shining through, <laughs> and it's quite disgusting, um, personally. So I, I feel that I'm all there. Completely understand. Back to the topic. The third EP is coming out, Overrun. Yep. It's coming out July 21st. Um, 
time this airing. It's going to be, I think, two days from the time the show is airing. So shows me the tw- uh, Tuesday, so Thursday, I believe. Yep. Um, that third album is the EP is coming out, and then on top of that, um, starting July thirtieth, you're touring this new album in the Overrun East Coast tour, which we kind of already covered the East Coast shit that confused me. Yeah. Um. So huge thing coming up for you guys. Um. You're playing at a bunch of new places across the, again, the East Coast. Um, <laughs> I guess, enlighten me, which of these places kind of has the most hype around it or either the venue or the possibility of hood rat shit happening there? Well, we'll Melbourne, have to split Melbourne, the... <laughs> well, okay. Melbourne has the best indie cultural scene across pretty much the board in, in, um, in Australia. And it also probably is the best party scene. I'd say. Like, yeah, well, the, aggregated. The best what scene? Sorry. The party scene. Yeah, right. like it's, it's party scene. Party scene. Okay. Um, okay. Hood rat shit. I mean, Brisbane. Yeah, okay. In, up in Queensland. Up in Queensland. Like Queensland. Good night, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll <laughs> what come. What can we get into? Bris- what, what, what can we get into in Brisbane? Uh, again, I'm learning here. I need to learn. Bris- okay, so Brisbane is Queensland, and it just it doesn't get cold there, so. You know, it's permanently hot. Warm weather brings <laughs> out the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold in Australia right now. Well, well, really? we don't, we, we'll we're, contextualize we're, it. We're, I mean, it's, it's probably not cold for you guys, but yeah, for us, freezing, what, what is freezing cold? Like probably sub fifteen degrees. Uh, <laughs> well, Celsius. So, or, um, oh, yeah, I'm not even gonna fuck with that math. No, we're good. We can move 40, on. 40 or forty or fifty Fahrenheit, maybe. No idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say would be the. So, I mean, with these shows then coming up, is there anything unique or different about the, I guess I was more thinking about, you know, is there anything about shows in Australia? Again, have you toured outside of Australia before or has everything kind of been inside? Yeah, we really only kicked off as COVID hit. So we haven't left the country. Oh, tough. Um, but we don't even need to dive into that. I've, I've seen enough of <laughs> yes. the shits. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's That's... That's kind of, are you familiar? So I guess are you guys better question. Are you familiar with like I guess the the venue scene outside of Australia, like even America or just different countries? I mean, I'm sure you see stuff on Instagram or on social media or stuff. But I was curious if there's something about venues in Australia, the shows that you're playing that maybe you wouldn't see at shows when you're in the states, for yeah, example. I think definitely. I think the UK is similar as well, but there's a huge pub rock scene in Australia. Um, and, you know, we'll go do a tour or we'll play in all these venues and they're just always pubs um, with great audio systems and potentially, like, rooms off to the side just for the live music. But for me, defining it as pub rock is probably the best way um, from my experience and even the experience within Sydney. Like, we, we just always play at pubs. It's great. Yeah, all <laughs> derivatives of, of pubs sort of. Kind of thing. I mean, that's not the worst thing. You at least know everyone's drinking. I'm sure everyone fucking loves it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I do love it. Um, but purpose-built live music. Um, some people say that, but then you get there and it's another pub. Yeah, there's a few. It, 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 it's weird in between in, in Sydney. And like I don't know about an extra Melbourne. 100 square feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bigger pub. <laughs> okay. Um, some of them are like not... Sort of like you would look at the the live music room and go like yeah that's a live music venue but generally there's a bit of an awkward spot 
in trying to fill the difference between three and 500 people in Sydney. There's not many sort of venues, like everything's sort of sub three and there's maybe two or three that are about 500 sort of to 700 people, which is, if you feel he knows, then you would be quite successful. And then above that, there's a, quite a huge jump to what touring bands would play at. Oh, I mean, that's, that's no problem. I mean, at the end of the day, you're having a good time. I'm sure the audience is having a good time. You're getting your music out there live now. I mean, I, I can't imagine how fucking good it feels for you guys to be playing live shows. I mean, we, so you, you weren't playing any live shows then before COVID? Um, before COVID, we had a couple, but we never, we'd never been out of Sydney at that time. Um, okay. And then, yeah, after COVID, we're just sort of uh, getting out of Sydney, which sometimes is has its because when you play a gig in sydney you just drive up the road or catch the train training and that's that's really underrated it's a great feeling to just go home at the end but now that we've been leaving sydney playing gigs getting up there with all our gear is interesting but once you're there it's it's so rewarding because you're just actually meeting people and they sort of know you're not from around, so they're more likely to come up and say hi. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's been really enjoyable. Oh, well, so I guess no spoilers, but spoilers if you can. Um, any songs from the new EP that you're most excited to play? Maybe just the the sets, whatever you got set up for that specific song, how you're going to kind of you know perform it. But any songs coming off the new EP that you guys are kind of excited about to get out there to the, the live audience? I think it's definitely the title track. Overrun. Overrun. Yeah, we've been oh. playing it for a Overrun. while, but it's kind of the one that maybe not hasn't gone stale, because not every track has just gone stale, but it's sort of maybe the most different we've done, possibly a bit more reflective of the taste that the, that sort of recent I might might have. Um, and it's a bit different. Which and- is what in comparison. I feel like... I, I don't know if you guys really tiptoe into like indie rock a lot with your song. It's a lot more just you know I just shit. It's like casual. It's just like indie. Um, not, like not pop rock bluegrass sort of stuff and kind of yeah. Some pop. Okay, is that what you guys are about? Is more of the pop um, side? I think that's just what comes out. Yeah. Okay. Remember what comes out. Just kind of what but comes out compared to indie of like really heavy like shoegaze indie or something like. I mean, it's a broad spectrum, right? But this one I'd mm-hmm. say is a bit more. Uh, dare I say psychedelic? Well, I think say we it. we used to we yeah. used to call the song Pink Floyd yeah. for a good while. Um, yeah. Safe Pink Floyd, definitely. Yeah. But still, it was <laughs> that for us was like our sort of dipping our toes into more of that psych rock side of things. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I this was. I mean, you're looking at a, a Dark Side yeah, of the exactly. Moon. Pink Floyd was my initial favorite favorite album of all time. You know, I can just let it play through nonstop. Like the workday, I'll just let it play through nonstop. Restart. It's like it's fucking great music. At least in this one, it's unique in the sense of you can don't have to skip a song. It's just one whole story on a loop, essentially. Yeah. But like that psych rock is. It's almost like a. For, I don't think it's forgotten. I feel like it's been present lately a lot. Um, some of the other groups I've I've uh, talked to recently uh, have a little bit of that psych, psych indie psych rock kind of feel to them as well, but I think it's a vibe that, I mean, I think it resonates personally with me a lot, and I think the audience for it is not coming back, but like growing and yeah, music sure. is getting that kind of that genre is like picking up. I think if yeah. unless you guys think I'm totally wrong, but I feel no, like that's no, something that's really I... picking up. Australia's got two quite distinctively big psychedelic rock bands, but that's not really that sort of brand would 
King Beast and Titan Paul, I guess. But, um, love, love them. It tends to sort of, I guess it does well on, on radio times. Probably not as much as the pop rocky, like, sort of stuff on, um, but like, there's a lot of, there's some good psychedelic rock coming out of Australia. So, helps. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to kind of hear the, or, you know, kind of watch. I'm sure you guys will be posting videos of it. And, you know, you know, at the end of the, the, the show here, we'll let you just plug your, your channels quick. But, um, you know, what's generally, I'm sure I have, this is going to be, so again, you're playing Overrun. You're going to be playing it, the Overrun tour. You're going to be playing a lot of new songs I'm sure you've never played before live, it sounds like. Um, I can't imagine it's the first time you're doing this, but have you ever had a song that's just like, you guys loved and maybe just didn't like the audience didn't pick up on it when you played it live for the first time and you guys kind of just had that like <laughs> oh <fuck>. damn <laughs> oh 60 percent of songs <laughs> it's always oh, like on, one, no it's way. never like a song that we maybe unanimously have liked i can all the ones that we generally like tend to go well it's usually like mm-hmm. three of us will like it and one won't for example okay but I, I, I think because we, yeah. we play in predominantly quite small rooms, um, yeah. the audience is hard to be wooed unless it's just like huge fuzz guitar solo and, and drums going crazy, um, which fortunately is the sort of stuff um, I love. And that's, I think, what resonates with people because it's just like the loudest thing ringing in their ears. But mm, I think fair. maybe for Sam, more of those delicate melodies that he's spend his time on do get lost mm-hmm. in a but pub he's, he's oiled up the he's oiled up the he's oiled up the pipes for yeah him. yeah he's mm-hmm. oiled his pipes for a couple hours and then it just falls flat because i've turned the guitar up um <laughs> but fuck you Sam. yeah those sorts of songs <laughs> definitely get more more appreciated yeah uh, when we when we release them they go off to the right crowd or sometimes you let it lands and like amongst the group mm-hmm. of people that like it Sometimes you can play them like, mm. we did have one show in Newcastle actually last year. Yeah. End of last year where we opened up and we were playing some decently like heavy tunes and we just like the crowd just couldn't, couldn't get anything. It was a small crowd and it wasn't really our show as well. Um, but nothing was really landing. And then we played, uh, um, Is it? It? no, 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 yours. Uh, we played it. Uh, we played an unreleased one. Yeah, played an unreleased one. Saved the whole set. And saved the whole set. It ended up being a fantastic gig. But the first four songs, oh, like, yeah. we were all like quite busy and getting up there and like navigating busy schedule. We're playing like, oh no, this is like, <laughs> this is not going well. well, at the, all. well so I guess the, what song has like been what's what's been the biggest hit? Where it's like now you you like you have to play it on every show because you know so far it's been it's been smashing so far. Yeah, we end every set with a song called Busy. Um, Busy. Mm. which is the last track off the second EP. And mm-hmm. at least in my mind, we will never stop playing that as the last song. It doesn't song. get old to play live, to be honest. It's really, it's a really, really fun one to play. Uh, everyone appreciates it. Reese goes off in it, actually. Um, and even you I, even I have so a bass melody, school, so... <laughs> Oh, that? that's, that's sick. So you guys are kind of like, you guys some school of rock. Like everyone seems to get their own solo and just like go off moment for a second. Sounds like. Well, at least we, us two do. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> I mean, Sam. Yeah, sure. Sure. Sam, so, you know, Jim has some great like fills and stuff in it. it. It's all around. It's like a long song with a big outro that has a guitar solo at the end. Like it's, it's a pretty easy formula to sort of get yeah. right. I think. 
So yeah, Reese, you just set the people right at the very end there. You, yeah, you seal the deal. Underwhelming the whole. You give time them the happy that, ending they came for. Exactly those last two minutes. Those are twenty bucks worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to talk, no, no. All right, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you guys ten seconds. You can give, you can share the answers here. I'm gonna mm. give you ten seconds. Okay. I need mm. the three best foods or drinks that have in the green room for a show. Ten seconds starts now. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, no, pizza, beer. I want to say pasta as well. Oh, fuck no. Um, oh, Jesus. Burgers. Go up and throw up on stage. Yeah, you guys really do pull from Michael burgers. Scott on the on the, uh, on the the show here. You, you just go load yourself up with pasta and do like a full marathon <laughs> and throw up. This, this one time we did have, we, it was the first show we played after the lockdown of 2020. And it was a one-seated show to 40 people. And... We they asked for a ride request. We we never put in a ride request. We'd usually just get like the house rider, which is you know, a case of beer and two pages or whatever, depending on the venue. And we just asked for a bottle of rum as well. And, like we kind of, rum. We kind of didn't think they'd give it to us because we're like, this is absurd. Like the forty people come to watch us play, and we get backstage and there was a whole bottle of rum. We just sort of giggled and that was kind of cool. But haven't really oh, we not really asked for anything specific. But always good to have. Beer in a can, because often, often you get in a jug as well, which can be a bit more admin involved. But hmm. pizza and beer. Well, so we got pizza, pizza, beer, pasta. Yeah. But we, I mean, we, that's as it. I said, we're always playing at pubs. So what, what else can you get? Yeah. Well, Reese or, or, or uh, James, I'll let you give. What, what's your? What would you swap pasta for? It seems like you're not a fan of the pasta idea. Uh, we get a burger. Then we play it sometimes. Jesus Christ! It doesn't get any it's better. <laughs> Called Lance for the Lansdowne, they, they you have burgers instead of pizza. Used to be pizza as well, but they're kind of good. Fair enough. I like the simplicity of that. I pre- I, I appreciate you guys like saying yeah. that. I, I knew I knew that you guys come out for the right reasons here. I'm a big pizza and beer and pasta and burger. What do you usually get? What what what, what do you what do you what's uh what's the normal answer? What's the normal answer? You guys are the first ones I've asked this to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just people are casual. Like yeah, we'll have. We'll have some fruits. We'll pick up the grapes and shit. And yeah, we'll have some some drinks back there and whatnot. But uh, some chicken wings. I feel like chicken wings is probably a really oh, popular one. We can't, you can't play like your that. instrument. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to wash your hands 20 oh, times. Oh, I guess. Yeah, some greasy fingers. I'm going to start asking people this. You were the first ones to ask. I have mm-hmm. no idea what sparked the idea. I was, I was just curious because obviously I just know American food better. I want to see if your answer would be just wildly different than something I would expect to hear from a band in America. Look, fruit, but fruit it is would not. be amazing, but I think it would be a stretch to ask for fruit. At a, like, yeah, go up, go up to the bar. Can I some fruit? Can I eat fruit salad? Fuck off. Pub should definitely serve fruit, hey? Is that nuts and shit? You're nuts aren't fruit. Oh, oh, that I makes know, sense. I like a bowl of nuts? Aren't. That but would make sense. getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it sounds like your fingers are getting greasy here. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. So, um, is there any chance we gonna get maybe at the right time? Is there any chance you guys see yourselves coming to the states one day doing a show? Oh, what I would mean, it we'd, take? We'd love to. It would have to take twenty tickets being sold, maybe thirty. Like quite a bit. Of, quite a bit of that's it. No, all <laughs> that. Twenty. Um, okay, we're being sarcastic. It needs to be a lot more than twenty, thirty tickets. What do you mean? Maybe if we get one of the plane tickets paid for, paid for. <laughs> the the other the other three can just share those three. Figure it out. How? Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to go every, 
obviously you wouldn't restrict anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's quite difficult to to do overseas trips. I find like well, we personally. Um, I think yeah, but it, it would be top two. UK and US yeah. are the two places yeah, that definitely. we we would like to have an audience at. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys come to the UK, maybe I'll plan a trip around that. I've always I've always desired to do uh, drink a beer out of the boot in, in UK specifically. So I think I would just double down and just see you guys live and have a, a boot beer. Just go to town on that thing and see how uh, yep. how much you I can truck. You just have to fly. What do you mean? Sure. That. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't call it a boot, but it's the same What's thing. Shoey. It, it can be done out of a boot. But... A shoey. Yeah. I like that better. That's better. Same as a well, booty. you guys. I really, I really appreciate the time. Um, Thanks for having us. Like I said, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, oh, I'm stoked you guys <laughs> came on, and I'm stoked I could help. You know, I, it, it sucks because no one in America is gonna buy their ticket right now and go down to Australia and see you guys live, especially with just the absolute shit show that the airlines are right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, as of July 2022, it is bad. So even if we wanted to, I highly, I'm assuming that flight would get canceled. Mm. Um, but anyways, I'm I'm really happy. I could hopefully we can you know, blast on your channel, get some more awareness to what you guys got going on. Um, like I said, the 21st is the overrun EP is dropping. Um, that is your third EP, and then uh, the 30th, your new sh- your new um, uh, tour kicks off. Yep. It's like I think you're going to July, August, and you're taking a break in September, and then back at it in October a little bit. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Should be fun. Perfect. Well, I guess where where else can the people find you? Uh, what, what are the handles? You know, Instagram, Twitter, website. You know, you got you got some merch. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to buy some, but it sounds like a hell of a shipping cost. <laughs> um, so we're, we're mainly running an Instagram job here, um, and that's yeah. Highline Music, I think. Oh, you know what? This could be solved. Some yeah. variation. Highline Music, Highline music underscore. Highline Music so. underscore. Right. Perfect. That's yeah. what we were missing. Okay. Um, okay. Facebook, something similar, um, and Spotify.